another edition of Eddie's 366 movies in 366 days challenge we are moving along and one of the questions I posed to you guys today as we check out the film that I chose is the question of whether or not there is a such thing as superhero movie fatigue are we all so tired of the film's because of how much it took out of us or is it other reasons well we're going to explore all that and more as we check out for today Shazam Fury of the Gods we are at war we won't annihilate everything. Champions of this realm can do nothing to stop us. You are very menacing. I just want you to know that. A lot has changed in the last few years. A wizard gave me superpowers. Yeah! And then everybody got superpowers. Started from the bottom, now we're here. All right, here's the situation. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. The daughters of Atlas are coming to hunt us. Children stole the power of the gods. You ripped it from our father's core. Okay, I feel like maybe I should be writing all this down. Give us the powers, child. Your world will not survive this. You want these powers? Come get them! Hey, Khaleesi! I don't know how we fight powers like this. I can't do this. Take my powers back. You gave them to me, so you can take them back, right? I spent millennia searching for a worthy champion. You know exactly what must be done. What are you doing? I have to do this. We end this now. Yeah, we do. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. So as I said, we're checking out Shazam, Fury of the Gods, which is the sequel to the first Shazam, which sees everybody like Zachary Levi, uh, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazer, Rachel Zegler. Uh, well, no, 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 excuse me, minus that last one. Adam Brody, Ross Butler, DJ Controna, Grace Caroline Curry, Megan Good, uh, Digimon Hansu. And so many more. So many more. 
you know, we see them all return for a second film, but this time they're going to pay, however, for something they did in the first film, or at least something Shazam did in the first film, which is Zachary Levi. Uh, obviously, as we know, he gave all his family powers, and they're having a little bit of trouble getting along because they're getting older, right? And everybody's got their own interests, and it's hard to keep the whole team together. At least it is for, for Zachary Levi. But as I said before, they have bigger problems because of the wizard staff that Zachary Levi broke in the original film, right? Somebody or somebody's come back to get it. And that is the Greek goddesses, the daughters of Atlas. That's right. Calypso played by Lucy Liu. Right. And then you got. Um, oh, I can't find. And then you got Hespera played by Helen Mirren. And then you have Rachel Zegler as Anthea, the three daughters of Atlas. Although at first you don't know that Anthea is one of the daughters until they uh, are able to trick Freddie Freeman into revealing his superhero self, which is Adam Brody. And then they steal his powers. So basically, they got the staff. They steal it, right? They uh, convince the wizard through dark magic to repair it. And they swear to steal back the powers that belong to the gods, right? So... One by one, they're going to steal the powers of all of the Shazam, the Shazamly, as they're being called, the family, the Shazamly, and so on and so forth. So they're hell-bent on destruction. They're hell-bent on revenge for their father. And now it's up to Zachary Levi and company to try to save Philadelphia from the terror of the gods. Um, so as I said... Is there a such thing as superhero fatigue? And, it, and it's a good question. It's it's an honest question. Are we fatigued by it? I remember in the last episode uh, that I did of a DC film, which was The Flash, I had mentioned that I just think DC waited too long. They waited too long to strike because they should have been doing these films back when... You know, Marvel was was just hitting off. I think it would have been a fair competition instead of waiting until Marvel was already like two to five years established. You know what I mean? Um, so there was a lot of you know dropped balls here, right? Dropped passes that that DC committed, and then everything just got crazy, right? Different timelines. This film is not connected to the DCEU. These films are not connected to that. DCEU films are not connected to these films. There's a whole lot of craziness going on. And I think, honestly, I think people are just really super fatigued from all of it. You know what I mean? They're just like, just give us great films or maybe people are just sick of them, right? And that begs the question, do really people care about Shazam? I mean, is he a legitimate character that people will care about enough? And if you look at the way things just happen to happen, 
apparently the film they thought was going to gross some serious money in the first week, right? They thought 35 to 40 million from 4,071 theaters. They thought 35 to 40 million. The film only made 11.7 and 3.4 million of that was the Thursday night previews, right? So things just got worse. And now granted, the film made a worldwide total of 134 million, right? Which this day and age with the way we saw how some of these superhero movies racked up the money does not seem like a lot and it shouldn't because its budget was 125 million. So they they grossed a total of nine million dollars, right? It's a big time box office bomb, big time, and it's one of the third worst grossing films behind the Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman 1984. And unfortunately, those films were affected by COVID 19, right? Because they were sim- simultaneously released on HBO Max. So that's why they're they're considered some of the worst grossing films. So they actually have an excuse. Shazam doesn't really have an excuse. But with all that said, though, there are some qualities to this film, I think. Now, the overall consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is that it's more unfocused, less satisfying, but it retains enough of the source material's silly charm to save the day. That's what they're saying, right? And I think that's a legitimate thing, right? We got to look at it like this. It is a film about children who were given superpowers, right? You can't expect them to be flawless like Superman, or seasoned like Batman, right? They're children. And they're children going through puberty, which is probably the worst because their minds are racing, right? And they're trying to figure out who they are. And unfortunately, they've got this superpower and you've got this guy who's like not a born leader whatsoever trying to be a leader and trying to keep everybody together, right? So there's a lot of that charm in this film, right? Where it's like, okay, listen, this is a film about kids given superpowers and seeing the immaturity constantly coming out, right? And Zachary Levi's character deals with a lot of it. Deals with a lot of it. He's super immature versus the rest of his team. And he's the leader. And it takes almost a whole entire film for him to figure that out. And he's one of those people that he needs constant reassurance. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs others to tell him that he's worthy. He can't figure it out himself that he's worthy. He needs others. Which is a little annoying. You know, I think Superman knew he was worthy enough. I think Batman knew after a while of all the training and everything that he was worthy enough. I think the same with with any of the other ones, right? Not him, though. And I think that's part of the charm of this film 
is knowing that, hey, you know what? It's like watching, you know, the uh, like the super bad of superheroes, right? Like these are just some of the most immature, you know, people on earth. Like here's a little girl, okay, who gets superpowers and she's obsessed with Skittles and unicorns. That tells you something, right? That tells you what direction this film is going to head in right from the beginning because you got to expect it, right? They're, they're, they're looking for that that humor, you know, to really aim in that direction, that kind of humor, right? Where it's like children humor, you know, which could be funny to adults and uh, not always, not always, right? So I think there's there are some pluses to this film, just a lot of minuses. Because really, like, do we care about Shazam? He's supposed to be the, like, boy version. Like, the, I don't know how to describe him. You know, he's like the magical realm uh, version of Superman, right? I, I believe. Because I think Shazam, in reality, I think is as powerful as Superman, I believe, if, if if memory serves me correct. But I just think, you know, they didn't strike gold when they were supposed to. And I just don't know if Zachary Levi is the guy, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, I can take, you know, him in this film. But I think sometimes he goes a little too over the top. With some of the some of his delivery, right? One of my main things that I kind of had a problem with was kind of the end. I think they should have ended it because I think in reality, who knows if we're ever gonna get another Shazam movie, right? And I know they set up a couple of things in this, obviously with. Um, Oh, I'm trying to remember the villain's name. It's like Mr. Mister Mind. I know they tried setting that up, and then they tried setting it up again in the post credit scene. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, and, and, I, and maybe, you know, you would love to see that go through, but I think the ending with Billy Batson having sacrificed himself as Shazam to save the world, right, and him being dead... Would have been cool. Right? I think that would have been a cool ending. Because you could have given anybody. You know, he picks an, a new champion. Right? All the time. He picks a new champion all the time. And he always has to find a new champion to to be Shazam. But uh, they brought him back. And, you know, the awkward scene with Wonder Woman and, and whatnot. And it's like, okay, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't understand the whole, you know, Amelia Harcourt and uh, John e- uh, Economist trying to recruit Billy Batson to the Justice Society when they're when they're a Suicide Squad. I don't, I don't get it, and I don't get where that was gonna go. Like, if that's something they're really gonna explore, who knows? Um. So like I said, I think there are some qualities to this film. The action is pretty good. I don't know if I buy 
I liked Helen Mirren. Don't get me wrong. And I liked Lucy Liu. I think there was a great power struggle dynamic going on there that just didn't get explored enough. I think that was a miss. But uh, as much as I loved seeing Helen Mirren, I was like, uh, I don't know if I completely buy her as a goddess. Although, you know, she probably is one of the oldest goddesses, considering if the other one is the youngest. So it makes sense, you know, whatnot. But I would have loved to have seen more of her power struggle with Lucy Liu because it was an obvious power struggle. Like, I'm the older sister. I'm the one that calls the shots here. And Lucy Liu is, like, hell-bent on destroying the Earth. Like, she is, like, fury. And she's hell-bent. And they didn't quite explore that enough. So there was a lot of hits and misses with this. And you got to take it for what it is. You know what I mean? There are some funny moments. There are some cool moments. You know what I mean? Cool action. Um, But they just missed on a lot of things. And I think that was the ultimate failure of this film. So I'm going to give it a uh, a B- for a final grade. You heard it here. I'll see you guys tomorrow.